You're listening to the Melbourne Lights Church Midweek Extra. Hey, hello family and friends. It's so good to have you with us yet again. uh, We're continuing with our podcast series called Discipleship. Look, we're in lockdown as are many of you, um, especially those in Melbourne or Sydney who might be listening in, but many around the world are. And that's not great but it's okay because we keep going with what Jesus has called us to and we keep our eyes on Jesus and it doesn't stop the mission that he's called us to and um I have Matt with me today hi everyone Matt nice to have you again uh we we love getting on here and having a good chat around some of these things um some of the the fun and the tough issues um and conversations that have to be had and, and and it's awesome it's all good it's all kingdom and it's all about Jesus and so let me just um quickly recap for those of you listening in for the first time what we've been doing is is speaking about discipleship and we've called this series disciple shift because we believe Holy Spirit's bringing us back to the main mission that Jesus left us with in Matthew 28. Now, Jesus didn't say this was optional or for those who are evangelists or extroverted, like he's commanded every one of us as believers to go and make disciples. And in this series, we're unpacking the what, why and how of discipleship. Uh, So come with us, as I always say, on the journey. We're praying you'll feel stirred, challenged, equipped, encouraged. But our heart is that these sessions will help us as the church really grow up into maturity. I mean, that really is our heart, isn't it, Matt? I know you've said this time and time again. You want to see people growing up, looking different by the end of the year. Yeah. You want to see the church look different. We, we, we don't want to be the same people year in and year out. We've got to become more like Jesus and yeah, grow up into him who is the head. Um, yeah. They become more like him and be disciples who make disciples. So that's our goal and everything, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, today our session is, is a big one. We're going to dive into the topic um, of what I call the urgency of eternity and what that then means for us as everyday followers of Jesus, as disciples who make disciples, um, this urgency of eternity has to matter. And so I might um, kick off with a couple of scriptures. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3.11 in the NLT says this, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from the beginning to the end. I mean, the key there is that God's put eternity into the heart of mankind, into every one of us, isn't it? And in John 3.16, classic but powerful scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, that means die, um, but have eternal life. So God's eternal and we are eternal, but there is an eternity with him or an eternity without him. And that's just the reality. And sometimes we we don't go there. We don't like to always talk about it. But I think love says we have to. Like love says we need to tell people about this reality, that heaven and hell are really real. And we, uh, yeah, there's an urgency because of that. And we need to be stirred. And if we don't look at it, we won't be stirred. Like we'll just look at the here and now and we'll just look at ourselves and we won't be stirred um, to go. Uh, We won't be stirred by this convicting, urgent need to tell people and to warn people and to give them the answer that, that, you know, they need. So life here is short. It's, uh, it's just a little blip. It's just a little, I heard someone say, Matt, the other day, it's like a dash on your tombstone. You know, when they put a tombstone and they, yep. you've got the birth date, the death date, and, you know, the little dash in between is what our life is. Wow. And um, that, that is what it is. And it, it's pretty sobering. Um, it's so small in comparison to 
to eternity, really. But, um, you know, God doesn't want, like we read, anyone to perish. And uh, we have to make this life matter. And we have to live yeah. on mission with purpose and, and with this sense of urgency. Uh, there's so much going on in the world right now, isn't there? It's just... Yeah, I mean, it's even highlighted just even to even today and you know the last couple of days with what's going on in Afghanistan right now, um, just the urgency of eternity. Um, yeah. yeah, it has to stir our hearts as believers once again. Yeah, you know, that just the, the the bigness of of who God is, but you know that this the fact that there, you know, there's people who uh, around the world um, who you know are in in a struggle. We have to have this thing of eternity, or else. You know, you know why? Why go make disciples? Why go preach the gospel? Um, you know, even this, this, yeah, the stuff going on around us stirs us again for that. Yes, yeah, yeah. So much of it should be a, a wake-up call, really. I mean, with COVID hitting the globe, I mean, there's so many disasters naturally, and mm -hmm. um, you know, just that that are happening, and and war that's happening and breaking out, and it's just the horrors. And and I think the Afghanistan thing has been a bit of a wake-up call for me, especially just to go, oh wow, you know, this this is how quick evil can take over and can step in and there is an urgency none of us really know that the day you know we don't we're all going to die and we don't know what's what's around the corner and yeah. so we have to live with that sense not in fear but with this sense of the the urgency of eternity like yeah. what am i doing with the here and now um in terms of the afghanistan thing i was just reading christine kane uh, you might have seen this but posted it today or yesterday i think it was yesterday um, and she said this, at the moment, we are praying desperately for friends on the ground in the house church movement, movement in Afghanistan, where the Taliban are coming in after all Christians. Their courage is immense. Speaking of the church there, um, most expect to meet Jesus face to face in the next two weeks. It is a powerful reminder right now of what matters and making every opportunity to count for eternities, like super sobering, super convicting. Um, to live with this sense of we may we may not be here in the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, um, that's that's the days we're living in. And that's uh, just something about the church in those nations that's so different to the church in the West. Um, why do you think, Matt, I'm going to throw it over to you now. I'm going to stop yeah. talking and just ask you some questions. But why do you think we, especially in the church in the West, like I was saying, live without this urgency when it comes to the gospel? I think... Um... That's a it's a great question. I uh, I think that we lack an urgency because we don't, um, yeah, you know, we don't have a great idea of eternity, um, and also because we, you know, for most of the church in in the West, especially, um, we've lived in the historically the last two hundred years have been have seen the least persecution of the church, yeah. um, you know, in the West. So you know, historically, we're coming. Yeah, you know, I don't want to prophesy doom and gloom, but I think we're coming to the end of the longest period of, of not seeing the church persecuted. Wow. And yeah. so we don't, there, there isn't a reason to, to urgently reach other people because we, you know, when we live in comfort and we we're not facing daily persecution for our faith, um, it's easy to settle down. It's easy to lose focus of the eternal and, you know, that we're pilgrims passing through, this isn't our home and get focused on all of the other stuff, you know, our, you know, our comfort, our homes, our families, the day to day, lives but when you're living at the coal face as many i mean many christians and we've talked about this on this podcast before you know believers in in china believers in you know other nations that are at the coal face and you know every day is a struggle you know there's persecution for their faith um yeah. you know not not for other reasons but they're being persecuted for their faith then there's such an urgency 
to to reach others with the gospel because we don't know you know when our last day is going to be i mean we you know we we hear of the, the earthquake in haiti yes. uh, this week yeah you know, and, and yeah thousands of people in a moment um yeah. gone and so yeah. you know if if we don't if we don't uh, uh have an understanding of the eternal and that you know that there's more than just the you know this the, the dash on the tombstone mm-hmm. then you know then then why live for anything else? If, if it's just now, then, you know, eat, drink and be merry, you know, do your yes. own thing, be selfish, you know, do whatever it is that makes you happy, which is what we're being told by, you know, everything around us. Um, yes. But as believers, we, we have a belief that there is an eternal, that this is a, this is a moment, but we get to spend eternity either with God or separate from God. Um, yeah. and, and therefore we want as many people as possible to be in that place of, having eternity with our creator. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. And and that's the heart of the father, isn't it? And that's like what we read. That's why he sent Jesus. He loved the world so much. Everyone has an opportunity, but we need to be those that share that. We need to share Jesus with people. We need to represent Jesus to people and, yeah, give them the option, give them the choice, throw out that lifeline, and then it's up to them whether they take it or not. But but every person matters, and Jesus yeah. paid for them with his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think often we don't like to, to go really hard on this because it can sound like we're manipulating, but when you understand the the, the weight of, yeah. of eternity separate from God, yeah, then how can we not? You know, yeah. that, that the, the person you walk by on the street, your, you know, or your parents or your kids, or, you know, it could be the last time you have a conversation with them. You might not get another chance. And that's not to, to manipulate. That's the reality that if we understand eternity and we understand the, the fragileness of life, yeah. that, that, you know, we don't have a choice to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just keep praying that Holy Spirit will keep convicting me on that because it's easy, not easy, like just to talk about and we're not flipping about it, but we Mm. say it, but then so many times I still do walk past and I'm like, oh, keep changing my heart, you know, keep, keep, keep shifting me so that I'm, I'm burning with this. Uh, And yeah, it it doesn't matter if it looks pushy. It doesn't matter if it looks like strings attached because there are, because eternity matters. It's forever. It's a long time. Yeah, very true. Well, Matt, we talked earlier, like eternity, eternity means something like there's an eternity with or without God you talked about. And um, that's what the Bible tells us. You know, there's a heaven and there's a hell that are very real places. I wanted to start with hell, like to go there first. And just what can you tell us? What does the Bible have to say about hell? Because there's lots of misconceptions and, you know, people think, you know, I'd rather be in hell with my mates than, you know, in heaven without them. And like, you know, just so yeah. What, yeah. what does the Bible say? What does it really say about hell and how, how bad is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think often when we, you know, when we talk about hell, people, you know, have the picture of the, of the guy standing on the street corner, you know, preaching hellfire and brimstone and, but people don't have a concept of, of hell, you know, so it doesn't yeah. really mean anything to us. It's the cartoon, you know, the, the Simpsons cartoon or whatever that people have seen. Um, but once we've experienced God's presence with us, um, you know, hell is the absence of his presence with us. And once we know his presence with us, it, you know, it, we can't live without it. And the, the, the Bible talks about hell. It talks about being, being separate from God, um, being eternally separate from him. Um, in, in Luke 12, verse 5, it says, But I will warn you 
um, whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear. Let's talk actually about the the the, the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Um, but that that actually, if we don't come to him, then there's separation that happens. Um, in Revelations twenty verse fifteen, it says if anyone's name is not found written in the book of life, he is thrown into the lake of fire. I mean, it seems you know that's it's full on. It's a, the picture is full on. It's torment. It's fire. Um, Matthew twenty five forty one says, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, yet you are cursed into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, you know, the, the question that often comes from this is why would a loving God send people to hell? Yeah. Um, and I, and I want to say God doesn't send anyone to hell. He's given every single one of us an opportunity through Jesus to be reunited with him and to spend eternity with him. Yeah. Um, God doesn't send people to hell. We choose to not accept the 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 sacrifice that He's given. It's it's like um, Jesus is the door, and we choose not to go through that door. Um, yeah. God doesn't set you know say okay you know Gabby you're going to heaven, Matt you're going to hell. That's He's made He's made um, Jesus's sacrifice is for for all. Yeah. Um, he's made a way for every person to choose Him. Um, and, and like you started with, um, the, the scripture you started with today in Ecclesiastes, it says he's placed eternity in, in the heart of men and women. There's yeah. something in us that we know that there's more than this. Um, you know, if, we, if we're honest with ourselves, if, you, you know, if you're listening and, and you're not a believer yet, there's something in your heart. You know you're created for something more. You know there's more than, yeah. than, than, than what we see right now. I mean, I think that's why there's, there's so many people struggling with depression and hopelessness because... We know we're created for something more, but we're not walking in it. We're created for relationship with God. And so he's made a way for us to be with him. But so many of us choose to live for ourselves. Yeah. And the consequence of that choice is eternal separation from God. It's not just now, but it's that we spend eternity away from him. Yeah, yeah. It's a massive concept and it's hard even to grasp your head around. And that's why, I mean, the language in the Bible is is quite extreme yeah uh, but it has to be because none of us fully know I mean I've read you might have too just stories of people who have had you know a glimpse of maybe in in an, like an after-death experience and have come back or had a dream or a vision of of hell and it, it's it's terrifying it's terrifying um it, on every level but the bible shows us that it is and and I you know in Matthew 25 41 there it's like like you're saying, God doesn't send people there and he didn't prepare hell for people. That was never his intention or heart because he says right there, it was an eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. He yeah. doesn't want, I mean, his heart must break knowing people are going there and choosing to go there. And um, yeah, level playing field, it means Jesus, all of us have access. Like you said, all of us have the opportunity to take Jesus by the hand, but we need to give people that opportunity. Uh, so many people we found here, Matt, so many people know nothing about Jesus. Like it's it's almost shocking. Maybe in the States it's a little bit different. There, there's still that, that um, acknowledgement and that thing where they've grown up that God is part of their language and life, and even if they're not following him. Uh, but here it's it's amazing how many people, especially in their 20s, and that you talk to about Jesus and they know nothing, like actually nothing yeah. about Jesus. And so how will they know? You know, that scripture says, how will they know unless we go? How will they know unless we are the ones that tell them? Yeah. And if we love them, we'll tell them. We, we will love them enough to warn them. Yes, uh, absolutely. And even, I mean, yeah, Jesus himself says, 
I, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, you know, we've got to tell people about Jesus, and people have to have an encounter um, with Him. You know, it's not enough just for us to say there is a God. They have to actually, you know, experience. But God, God is good, and God's faithful. And so when you know, when we invite Him, He comes. Um, and it's amazing. Yeah. You know, we've, we've often been out on the street and ministered to people, and you know, just yes, you know, suddenly they're sober. Suddenly, so, you know, they go, what, "What have you done to me?" Or you know. Yeah, we, yeah. we ask him to lay my hands on you. Yeah, and they say, you yeah. know, what, what have you done? What, is that magic? Um, and because his, his presence is real. Um, yeah. But Jesus says he's the only way um, to, to the Father. And so, yeah, it says, it says some people say, uh, yeah, and we hear this often, you know, all, all roads lead to Rome or all roads lead to the top of the mountain. Um, you know, in other words, you know, sort of every, every way of belief, every religion leads to God, um, which in a sense is true. Um, yeah, you know, we're all going to stand before God, but there's only one way to be with him in eternity. So we're all going to stand before uh -huh. him in judgment. Um, and it's only, it, you know, it's not based on our good works. It's not based mm -hmm. on, you know, what, what we've done while we're here. It's based on whether we've accepted Jesus or not. Yeah. So when we stand before him, he, he, he's going to, you know, is our name written in the book of life? What that means is, do I believe in, have I trusted Jesus? Have I given my life to Jesus? If it has, when he looks at us, he sees the righteousness and the wholeness of Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't see our sin because it's been, we're, we're in Christ, we're seated in Christ in heavenly places. And he says, yes, you'll spend eternity with me. When he, when he looks at us and we haven't, we haven't uh, given our lives to Jesus, made him Lord of our life, he sees our sin and our brokenness. And because he's holy, because he's yeah. perfect, he, he can't be united with that. And so yeah. he ha we have to be separate, which is, you know, that, that, that's, that's a hard thing. It says, it says every person will stand before, the, the Bible calls it the great white throne of judgment when they die. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, that, that, that's the reality that it's only through Jesus that we come into eternity. He's the only way. Yeah, he's the only way. Like Romans says, the wages of sin is death. And yeah. we all, um, yeah, that's where we all are apart from Jesus. But, you know, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And and that's it. Um, we can only stand there with Jesus. Uh, we can only stand there redeemed. And um, we only get in through Jesus. He is truth. He is the way, exactly what you said. That's right. Um, you know, yeah, we, we have we have the answer for people. We really do. Um, God, he said this to me once, I'm willing that none would perish, but are you? Um, and, yeah. you know, so many times, I again, I think I get convicted that I, I'm probably willing because I walk past people all the time and make excuses like I don't want to push something on them. I don't want to, you know, but give them a chance, like give them the option um, if they reject you or they turn away and they don't want it. Well, they're rejecting Jesus. But but do something, do something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I shared something in our a prayer time on Sunday, you know, we have a, have a pastor zoom prayer time before we live stream. Um, and, uh, yeah, a friend of mine had just talked about the fact that for many believers in this time, because of everything that's going on around us, we're losing our prophetic voice. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what that means is that we're, we're losing our, our, um, ability to have a clear, to, to sound a clear call to Jesus because we're getting caught up in so much stuff. Um, and yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're using our voice to champion so many other things that yeah. actually people are shutting off, um, to, to many believers and, you know, and it, you know, in reality, unfollowing, unfriending, you know, moving yeah. away from, and we're actually losing our, our ability 
to sound a clear call. And that clear call is Jesus. It's the yeah, king exactly. and the kingdom. Um, and to, to, again, to bring, to have an openness to bring people back to him. So, you know, we, we, we don't want to do that. We want to, we want to, uh, you know, sound a clear call. It's always about Jesus. It's always about him because we do, we are facing eternity. Um, yeah. You know, it's not just about the here and now. No, that's right. There's so many voices and opinions and thoughts and, and we just become another one in the mix if that's all we're going to do. Uh, but we have to go back to exactly what you said, the simplicity, but the powerful truth that, that Jesus is the only way. He's the only answer. He's the only name. And that's what we should be sounding out. That's what they, they did way back then um, yeah. as disciples filled with the Holy Spirit and and. That's what God's getting us back to, isn't he? Just the yeah. intentional ruthlessness of keeping it about Jesus. It has yeah. to be about Jesus. Yeah. Well, Matt, how about we talk about what the Bible says about heaven? Good. <laughs> that's that's yeah. awesome. I mean, that, 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 that's, the, that's the good side of, you know, you, you have to talk about hell, um, you know, because it's reality, but so is heaven. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what and, are you saved from? Like, if we're telling people God wants to save you, well, they're thinking, well, from what? I'm fine. Like, I'm yeah, fine. But they yeah. need to know there's a reason. I've been saved from this. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, there, there's a reality. And, and heaven is, you know, again, it's, it's eternity. We're talking about eternity. But, you know, heaven is spending eternity in God's presence. Um, you know, that through Jesus, we get to be with him rather than separate from him. Which it, which is amazing, and uh, yeah, the Bible says heaven is a place. Um, you yeah. know, there's, there's going to be a, a new heaven and a new earth. It's not just there's a little bit of um, sort of philosophical existentialism where you know um, in some of the church where we just have this idea that heaven is just the fullness of God's presence now, mm. um, and you know, I mean, we want God's presence now, but heaven isn't just now. You know, he heaven is when we, we you know we are fully redeemed in God's presence. We're with Him in his throne room. So Hebrews 12, verse one to three says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, who is the, the, the pioneer and perfecter, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And so, you know, we're running with an urgency to be with him. Um, you know, I love this thing of, of his presence that, that we keep that it sort of in mind um, that, you know, when we when we're talking about heaven and we're thinking about heaven, it's to be with him. You know, it's it's eternal worship. And, you know, in Revelations four and five, it talks about the worship around the throne room of heaven. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, I, I just think it, it's so it's so glorious and amazing that our, our finite minds struggle to comprehend, you know, what heaven is. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's all goodness. It's all joy. It's all peace. There's no sin. There's no brokenness. There's no, um, yeah. you know, there's no guilt. There's no shame. It's, it's all of the, the, the glory of God. It's being in his presence 24 seven for eternity for millennia after millennia after millennia. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's, yeah. it's going to be, we can't wrap our minds around it, but um, I think there'll be so many opportunities to, it's going to be so full of joy and creativity mm. and, you know, we're going to be, oh, just doing so many exciting things that, um, yeah, we just can't, it's actually fun to imagine and I think yeah. it's okay to imagine and to go look up all the scriptures you can on, on heaven and see what God has to say about it, what the Bible has to say. I mean, you know, he says again in Revelation, like 21 and 22, give us some good descriptions, but he'll wipe away every tear. 
um, from your eyes. Like, how beautiful is that? No more weeping that he will, you know, he'll come like a father and wipe away those tears and, and there'll be no more. It says like here, no more mourning, crying, pain, exactly what you said. And the former things, they would have passed away. Um, like, it's it's just there's streets of gold. And I mean, there's descriptions in there that you're like, whoa, what is that even going to look like? And obviously, John was seeing things that he was probably struggling to find words. To I was going to say, I was going to say that, like, if you read the description in Revelations, it's like, you can you can see that John's struggling to describe yeah. the fullness what he's seeing. And he's trying to like, go, it, it's like, it's like Jasper, it's like, you know, this precious stone, it's like your know, streets of gold and peals of thunder and you know and a sea of like like crystal and yeah. he's trying to describe it because it's so other but so amazing so amazing so amazing and the beautiful thing is we get to we it doesn't end here and there's hope because we get to see you know if, if our loved ones or we're you know in christ our friends are in christ we'll, we'll be reunited together again you know ones that we know that we've loved that have have gone to be with jesus um we know with confidence we're going to see them again. Like it's just, it's such a beautiful and hopeful um, place. Like um, it keeps you, um, that whole perseverance thing, knowing that the joy that's on the other side, like there are things we have to go through or that we go through sadly in this world um, for whatever reason, uh, because of sin and because, you know, it's still a broken world and we haven't yet maybe learnt uh, how to walk in some of the stuff that God's called us to or whatever, not, not for blaming, but just there's mysteries that we can't explain for the pain or some of the suffering that we go through and that people go through. But knowing there's a heaven on the other side, like even for those believers in Afghanistan, I mean, that's how they can stand with confidence, not that they like it or want it. I mean, their hearts must be broken for their kids thinking this might be it. We might be killed like in the next week or two weeks, we may be gone. Yet for them, they're, they're going to hold on to their faith because they know where they'll be. They'll be with Jesus, isn't it? And Paul was the same, you know, to live as Christ, to die as gain. Like why? Because there's an eternity with God that, that you know, beholding Jesus face to face, like, wow, wow. The Bible even says that, you know, Jesus for the joy set before him you know, endured the cross. Um, yeah. you know, it's right throughout scripture, this, you know, looking forward, you know, we, we, we live right now, um, you know, in a broken world and we live in the tension between the, the, the now and the not yet of walking with Jesus. You know, we live in the tension of, you know, we have been saved that the moment where we say Jesus be Lord of my life, we're saved. Um, yeah. but we're also being saved. You know, yes. we're being transformed into his likeness. You know, we want to grow in maturity as we started out with. We want to be disciples of Jesus. But then we look forward to the day that we will be saved, you know, where there's no more brokenness. There's no more sickness. You know, all of the the, the suffering and the things that we face are are, are dealt with. Um, and we, you know, we stand yeah. before Jesus, you know, with you know, totally whole, you know, the, you know, no, no, no struggle with sin, no struggle with with pain, um, you know, for those that are, that are listening, that are going through, you know, and we know people that are going through, you know, mm. terminal illnesses and they struggle with, with pain every day. And they're, yeah. you know, they yeah. struggle with, you know, with, with mental turmoil, they struggle with guilt for, you know, whatever, just there's so much stuff that we face because we're in the tension of being in a broken world, living in the now, knowing that we're going to be with him, but looking forward to the, the not yet, you know, the, the, the one day yeah. eternity wholeness. And, and that's, you know, that's the joy set before us. We love it. So good. I love that. I really do. It's really good. So how are we, the question I had here was how are we choosing to live and who are we living for? 
Mm. Um, you know, in the movie, uh, you might remember Gladiator, Russell Crowe, who plays the Roman general, Maximus, says this famous line that always stood out and lots of people have quoted it ever since. But brothers, what we do in this life echoes through eternity. And it's just so true. It's just so right. powerful. Like, what are we doing in the now? Like, the now affects eternity. Um, so, Matt, how does or what does this mean, like, for us as believers of Jesus? Like, how do we do this in our everyday life? That's, a, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, but when we understand eternity, it changes uh, the way we relate to everything. Um, you know, and I, and I think for, for many, um, we, we struggle to step into maturity because we, uh, the weight of our focus is too much on the now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when we get this thing that everything we do has echoes or ripples into eternity, um, it changes mm -hmm. everything that we do. Um, you know, of course, we're going to spend time with him because that's what we're going to be doing in eternity. Um, you know, of course, we want to, you know, we're, we're, we're compelled by the love of Jesus to minister his love to others around us yeah. because we want to see them in eternity. You know, we don't want to see them separate. I mean, even even for the now, I mean, there is the now component. We want to see people set free and healed yeah. right now. We and, go after that. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. living in freedom and not, you know, not living under turmoil, um, but even more so because of eternity. You know, yeah. it's not just about the now because, you know, in reality, we, we don't want to, you know, we, we go out and we, we take sleeping bags to homeless people and we and we, we feed the poor and we do those things, but we don't want to just send you know, well-fed, well-dressed people um, to hell, to eternity separate from God. You know, more yeah. than all of that stuff, and we do all the stuff, but more than all of that, we want to see them come to know Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so it changes everything. The, the, the underlying motivation to all of that is to create an opening for the gospel to come. Yes. You know, is that, you know, if, if we can, if, we've had, if we have to pour out resource so that we love somebody enough that it cracks open their brokenness and their hard shell so the love of Jesus can come in and they encounter him, then it's worth all the resource. It's worth all the thing. But the yeah, point behind it all, it, because of eternity, is that we want people to, to encounter Jesus. And so, yeah. you know, we, 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 we don't just give out sleeping bags just so the people are warm. We give out sleeping bags so that, you know, so they, our prayer with it is that they say, why are you doing this? And as um, uh, we, we showed on a Sunday, Sunday live stream, a testimony, you know, Ethan said, it, this is Christians. It's what we do. Well, it's, you know, why is it what we do? Because God wants you with him in eternity. He loves you so much that he sent his, his only son to die for you. Yeah. Um, that's the point. So it changes everything for us. It changes, you know, it changes our perspective yeah. on everything we face. It changes, you know, the decisions that we make. It changes what we use our, our resources for, what we give our time to, the way we raise our kids. You know, all of that stuff um, shifts. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, I, I know I know you do this, Gabby, but, um, you know, for, for many of us in the church, we we bring tithes. We give we give money, you know, the money that we make, we give percentage of that um, to the kingdom. Tithes, offerings, we're generous. I mean, if you if you added that up, I one time because I like numbers, um, <laughs> I add up, you know, a rough estimate of how much. I won't tell you because it's not about it, but it's like it was a lot. And, I, you know, uh -huh. and you start to think, if you think about the now, think all the other things I could do with that. I could buy a new car every couple of years, you know, yeah, all this stuff. But that's not the point because because of eternity, it's changed the way I relate to everything in my life. Um, you know, it's not just about having the, 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 the newest, nicest car or the most comfortable, you know, environment. I'd rather 
give away more and have less if it means that more people are going to come to know Jesus and spend eternity absolutely. with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly that. I love it. Um, it it's life doesn't revolve just about you. Exactly what you're saying. 100%. It's not about you or about me. And we need to get out of that mindset, don't we? Like, because the Bible tells us in Corinthians, you know, we're not our own. We've been bought with a price. Yeah. And so let's give Jesus what he's worth, like he's worthy of. Mm. Like Anyway, spend your life for the fame of his name. Like how, these are questions to ask ourselves. How is our life going to be spent for the fame of his name? Like that should be in everything we do. And that comes back to him being Lord. We've talked about that a lot. Um, he's not an added extra. He's Lord. And other people need to know him. Um, Jesus left. He's radical. He's reckless. This is reckless love. He left the 99 and went after the one. Who does that? Um, exactly what you're saying, Matt, is who gives all their resources or money into something when they could just spend it on themselves? Well, that's the radical, reckless love of God because it's so worth it. Eternity matters and people matter. Um, every generation has a choice. You have a choice. I have a choice. And it's a call really uh, for obedience to Christ. So um, there's an urgency that we've been talking about. Why is it urgent? I mean, that's probably an obvious obvious question now that we've gone through it. But, but I mean, why, again, why is there an urgency to the gospel? What What is urgent? Uh, the, the time is short. I mean, people, yeah. you know, every person matters to God and, and we don't know how, you know, how much time people have. But I think even more so, you know, in the season we find ourselves in, um, you know, and, you know, I, I know every generation has thought that that it's end times. And, you know, I don't if, if it is or it isn't, it doesn't really matter. We're still called to do the same thing. But we see signs. You know, there's there's wars and rumors of wars. There's earthquakes. There's natural disasters. There's, you know, just stuff that that to be honest, we become desensitized to on the news, you know, of, of death and destruction, but it's happening more and more around us. And the Bible actually tells us to expect it. Exactly. Um, you know, and in the midst of that, there's going to be an amazing harvest. Is, and, and when I say harvest, I mean, you know, multitudes of people coming to Jesus and turning to Jesus. It's amazing in some yeah. of the countries, you know, like Afghanistan and in the Middle East, where Jesus is revealing himself to people. Mm, yeah, you know, people who, you know, I, 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 I've shared this before, but I love the, the, the prayer that many Muslims pray, which is God open my eyes to see you. They pray it five times a day. Um, and for, for, for many of those who are sincerely saying, God, open my eyes to see you. Jesus is showing himself to them. Yes. Like without even anyone else coming. And like people are saying, you know, going from village to village saying, have you had the vision of the man in the white robe? Yeah. And we're like, yes, tell us about him. Whole villages, whole you know, communities turning to Jesus because he's revealing himself to them. There's such an urgency because, because everyone matters. There isn't anyone that doesn't matter to Jesus. Um, you know, his sacrifice was for all. That, you know, yeah. says, I desire that 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 none would be lost, but that yeah. you know that all would be saved. Um, but we have that choice to choose him. So you know, people matter. We're run they're running out of time. We're running out of time. You know, God's eternal. He has all. The he's outside of time. He's outside. Uh, he's yeah, he's, he, he doesn't sit in, in time. But we only have so much time. Um, yeah. And and you know, I know for you and and, and for myself, I want to make the best use of my time. I don't want to get to the end of my life and go, man, I wish I had spent more time, you know, um, reaching the lost. I wish I had spent more time, you know, building relationships or ministering to people. I wish I had spent, you know, less time arguing about whatever, you know, I wish I had spent less time on social media or less time watching videos or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. I, spent, I think all of us, we say when we get to the end of our life, 
people, almost everyone said, I wish I spent more time in relationships. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, with people. And so that's why there's a, there's an urgency and Jesus has entrusted this message to us. Um, yeah, exactly. So, you know, we don't have a choice. It's like when we're totally sold out for him and everything, all of our priorities change, everything that we are is now about him and the mission that he's given us. Yes. How can we not, not do that? I mean, you know, God, the father entrusted his son you know, to us, you know, the, the, the message of it, he's empowered us with his Holy spirit. How can we say no? Um, mm. and, and if we do say no, it says a lot more about our heart or whether we've actually had a, had a real encounter with, with Jesus. Yes. Um, because you know, those guys who are having visions of Jesus and they're being you know, faced with the choice of life or death, you know, and when, when somebody stands in front of you and says, renounce Jesus and you can live, and they say, no, I won't, and they die. Yeah. They, you know, that, that doesn't happen when you have a fake encounter. That doesn't happen when you've just kind of grown up around it. That's a real encounter. I know he's real. I know I'm going to see him in, see him in this moment, and I'm going to spend eternity with him, and it's worth it. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, just, wow. yeah, that, I, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> I, I started preaching. I stopped answering questions. And I, started, I got excited. Um, yeah, but, uh, you were talking about urgency. Yeah. Because of all those things. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What did I put here? There's an urgency of the gospel and the father, like exactly what you said. So I'll just sum it up. There's an urgency of the gospel and the father has given us all we need but it can only become transformational if we do something with it. And we've been saying that all along. We mm. need to be stirred. We need to go to him. We need to fall in love with him. If you, I think for some of the church, it's a, a coming back to first love or coming to first love, just like in Revelation where, you know, I have this against you. You've lost your first love. Because when you're in love, uh, you you don't care who he, you want to tell everybody. You, you just, all those inhibitions and the self-consciousness and that stuff just falls off and you want to shout it from the rooftops. Like you don't care who hears. There's just this joy and it bubbles out and you can't contain it. And, and they're the sort of people we should be. Like it shouldn't be like a tick off the list or I have to do this, I mean, out of duty. I mean, if you, you do it out of duty, I suppose, well, that's better than nothing in my eyes. But, but yeah. I mean, how much better uh, people who are passionately in love with Jesus? I mean, passion is attractive. Passion is, it's contagious. And people are drawn to the authenticity of, of a passionate um, lover of Jesus. Like, even if they say no, they still can't help but saying, wow, like you're, you're passionate. You're really passionate. I respect that. I mean, so often we've had that. Um, at, at base level but yeah it comes from that doesn't it it's this passion this love of you knowing Jesus him knowing you being so full of the spirit and then overflowing into everywhere being compelled by love you know we've said that too yeah. and we've read that too I I think it's um it's a good thing to us to aspire or to fight to stay simple um yeah. you know and I think yeah so often we you know we get caught up in in so much stuff and we want to show what we know and all the sort of things and yeah there's a lot of stuff going on in the world and yeah but but into whatever culture or society people are born into um they can serve jesus and and actually it's we want to we want to fight to keep it simple yeah um, you know it's really you know it's we're talking about people's eternity we're talking about people coming to know him and being disciples who make disciples you know in this discipleship thing but if we don't you know if for us we don't have an understanding that it's about more than right now, then we're, you know, then we're going to get caught up in other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, but when we, when we realize the eternal consequences of what's happening 
and that we're just pilgrims passing through, it changes everything. And then we, then we fight for the simplicity of that single focus. You know, there's, yeah. it's not, it, it, the church has made it often about 500 different things and it's not, it's about one thing, you know, it's about, it's about Jesus and people coming to know him. Yeah. Um, if we can keep it about that, you know, we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to see lots of fruit and we're going to be fulfilled. Um, you know, we're going to be, as Paul said, we're going to be content. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good word. A really good word. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Hey, uh, and it's good. God is causing us to come back to this. Like he's, he's shaking. So the shake up is the wake up, like get back to Ooh. the simplicity of the gospel. And it's, it's more powerful actually than any other thing that we've tried to bring in or overcomplicate it with. Now, I don't know how much time we, we've got, or if we've got any time left at the moment, Matt. I don't, I don't even know what time we started. So <laughs> we've just been doing a chat. Like we're having we're nearly done look we are nearly done i just want to maybe i'll paraphrase this last little little bit but um i i just love this because it's part of our history here in australia um and now many of you might have heard of of arthur stace and some of you haven't but you might have seen the word eternity the the beautiful kind of curse of eternity up in the sky or written um on the pavement or it, it was up in lights over sydney harbour bridge one of the uh, one new years like the, the year 2000 turn of the, 2000, turn of the, the millennium yeah wow which is amazing actually that 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 would be acknowledged in that way but arthur stace was the one who was behind that he was uh, like a guy from the 1800s late 1800s that's when he was born um, he was born in Sydney, and it's just such a cool story of what God can do with one man's yes, who had a passion for eternity. This guy, I mean, he's both his parents were alcoholics, um, very broken family that he came from, um, and his sisters ran a brothel. So, like, he grew up very poor, uncared for, like, he was uneducated. Uh, he would steal just to survive. Um, and um, at 12, he was made a ward of the state. Uh, so obviously, he's got this life and this trajectory into to brokenness, really. 14, he worked in a coal mine, because that's what they did back then. Um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, it would be by now. Um, at 15, he was already like an alcoholic, basically, and had uh, many trips to jail. So he went off to war. Um, so his story goes, you know, and he, he came back shell-shocked, partially built. So, so really rough life. But in 1960, this is what happened. He sat through a sermon just to get a free meal. And like Matt, you were saying, yeah. we do things like feed the poor. We do things like going out on the streets with, with obviously the, the um, aim to share Jesus with people. And we will always share Jesus, even as we give something out. We'll say, look, Jesus loves you or do you know Jesus? And, and this is what these people were doing. And this is what happened. They, they did this, gave out meals as a lot of churches are doing. And he went there and he, he realized like while he was there, he got convicted that he was a sinner and he needed a savior. And this is what we're talking about. Eternity starts with this, doesn't it? The reality of an eternity without God means I'm a sinner and I'm heading for hell. I need someone to save me. And Jesus is the only one that can do that. He knew this. And so he repented of his sin, made Jesus his Lord and savior. And he got radically set free of all alcohol and actually got a job. Uh, it's a bit like a friend we know that yeah. we met on the streets earlier this year. Um, very cool. So two years later, he hears this message by an evangelist named John G. Ridley, and he preached this message, and I love it, called The Echoes of Eternity. And at one point, this preacher shouts out, right, I wish I could shout eternity through all the streets of Sydney. Um, Stace, Arthur Stace, was so impacted by these words and, and just felt this amazing just little strategy, this powerful idea that came from God. And, and our encouragement is hear God because he's got strategies in the middle of, of this whole eternity thing he wants to use individuals. 
and he's creative. So it's not just one way, but this is the idea that Arthur Stace got was to write the word eternity. So all he did, something so simple, he found chalk in his pocket, knelt down and wrote it on the pavement, even though he could barely write his own name. So over the next 35 years, 35 years, this one word would appear mysteriously over a half a million times on footpaths throughout Sydney and beyond. And it fascinated and challenged others. And, and you know, um, even the reporters started reporting on it and people were wondering who is doing this? Who is this mystery graffiti artist that keeps writing eternity? It's like a one word message that God gave him, just one word. Um, so Arthur Stace would get up, have a look at this at 4 a.m. to pray. And then he would head off. So it's out of relationship. He'd head off out of that to wherever God would tell him to go and write there until 10 a.m. So for 10, over 10 years, the mystery behind, you know, this strange appearance of this single word all over Sydney was discussed, like I said, in newspapers. So in uh, 1956, Stace came out and admitted, yeah, it's me. It's me <laughs> um, that was behind it. But he kept doing it. And he didn't just write the word, but also stood on pavements in Sydney street corners and preached on Saturday nights, which I think is so cool. And, you know, it says here, the memory of eternity lives on, that memory of even that word, because anyone you speak to, it's part of our Australian culture and history now. Mm -hmm. That single word was embedded in pebbles in Sydney Square 10 years after his death. Like they honoured him by putting that word embedded mm -hmm. in Sydney. Like I think that's just incredible that one powerful encounter with Jesus that radically changed one person's life he then went on with one simple the simplest of ideas that God gave him and it became something exactly looking into that whole echoes for eternity uh that's that's what happened there and I, I just get so inspired by that what an amazing uh testimony Wow. Wow. And that life has impacted many, 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 like many people. So so do like my encouragement is hear God, get with him, fall in love with Jesus and, and see what strategy he gives you. At the very least, just go tell people Jesus loves them and pray for the sick and, you know, release his presence. But he might give you something like um, who's that that guy in America, Tebow, you know, with John 316. Like it could be anything, but that one little reference to that one scripture or people used to hold that up at Olympics for many years, you know, the John 316. And you think, well, what does that mean? But it, it's been proven that um, millions have searched up Google search, you know, John 316. And, and I'm sure many, many, many people have come to Jesus because of a simple little thing that someone with a platform or with the platform they've been given um, has done. For sure. I mean, that, that Arthur Stace thing, when they put the, put it up as the the end of the Sydney fireworks coming into 2000, most of the world was watching on TV because we're the, one of the first nations to, you know, welcome in the new, um, you know, the new century, yeah, um, you know, and, uh, and, wow. and also everyone was wondering what was going to happen was the Y2K bug yes. going to crash all the computers. And so, <laughs> I mean, but literally yeah, yeah. millions and millions of people around the world went, why do they put eternity at the end of the lightning thing? Exactly. This guy's, this guy's testimony. And uh, I, I guess maybe if I can leave everyone with an encouragement is this, you know, we started with the scripture that in Ecclesiastes that God puts eternity in the hearts of men and women. Um, and my, my prayer for us is that, that we would have eternity in our hearts. But I want to challenge you, if you're listening, that you would actually pray for those that you know, that God would awaken that that desire to go, I'm, I'm alive for something more than this. He would awaken eternity in their hearts. Um, and that even in this COVID time, um, you know, where many of us are locked down and, you know, and there's restrictions and that we wouldn't view 
our circumstances right now through the, the, the natural now of what we face, but yeah. we do it through the lens of eternity because the, you know, Jesus yeah. is unchanging. He's the same and our call is still the same. Amen. And you know, whether we can only be within five Ks of our home or whether we can fly to the nations, we can still share Jesus with people around us and eternities in people's hearts. That's so good. So powerful. Why don't you pray that and pray Absolutely. for it and wrap this up? For sure. Lord, I just thank you. Uh, I thank you that you have placed eternity in our hearts, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that, that, you, that you've made a way for us to spend eternity with you through Jesus. And I just pray that if anyone is listening to this today or has come across this podcast and they haven't made you the Lord of their life, I pray that right now yeah. would they choose Jesus. Lord, would they turn to you? If that's you, would you just pray this with me? Would you say, Jesus, would you be the Lord of my life? Would you come and fill me with your spirit? I turn away from living for myself and I want to live for you. I want to spend eternity with you. Set me free right now um, from, from whatever it is that, you, that you're facing. And you can fill that in. Fill me with your spirit. Let your peace come and dwell in me in Jesus' name. And Lord, for, for all of us, Lord, let us be driven by eternity. Yeah. Lord, let us be driven by Lord the, the reality Lord, that, that we exist for something so much more than what we face right now. Lord, uh, you know, I pray even for those who are facing, you know, that there is hardship that we're facing and there is turmoil that's going on. And Lord, but we pray, Lord, that you would reveal eternity, Lord, and that we would see, Lord, every circumstance through that lens. Lord, we'd make every decision through that lens. Lord, everything we do with life, the way we spend our time, you know, what we, how we use our, our resource, Lord, who we put, who, who we invest time with, be through the, through the lens of eternity, Lord. Lord, break our hearts for those that don't know you yet. Yes, Lord. We don't want to see one person spending eternity separate from you. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Wow, very powerful. Thank you, Matt. That, that was good. It's like heavy, weighty, but but good, like a, a sobering thought, but a good thought because yeah. it just it's like, wow, let's let's keep eternity before us. Yeah. Challenge. Maybe I can just invite any of our listeners, if you want to know more about this or, or talk more about it, um, reach out and contact us. You can contact us through whatever, you know, I think whatever channel that you podcast from, there's, um, you know, on those different channels, there's links to either our websites or our emails or reach out um google melbourne lights church and all of our contacts come up there because we would you know we've got people who would love to pray for you they would love to talk to you they'd you know lo love to get on the phone or get on a zoom it doesn't matter where in the world you are um you know we we want to connect with you we can talk more about this and any other questions you have about following jesus or eternity um it's what we're here for Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you, Matt. Thanks for, for another amazing session. And thank you for joining us, everybody. And until next time, we will see you later. See you later. Bye. You. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.